Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Queer Podcast. This is lucky number 13 today. How are we doing this week, you guys? Welcome back. Um, my name is Kim. I'm your host. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the energy going on right now. So it is Friday, um, March 19th, 2021. Um, what's going on in the Northern, Northern Hemisphere right now? So we've got a lot of new light and new opportunities coming in with that light. Um, You might be noticing like even in the atmospheric energy, like a lot of dark clouds are starting to clear away and little ones are coming up and being followed by a whole ton of big fluffy white ones. Um, I don't know, that's the scientific terminology I'm gonna go with. Um, (laughs) Lots of fluffy white ones to look for. And yeah, they are really like a replication of what's going on spiritually and energetically right now. So um, kind of if you think about what as above, so below means, that's how I read the energy of the earth and kind of what collectively is going on um, as I pay attention to the sky and the earth and the ground and what's going on with the wind and all that kooky shit. So yeah, lots of good positive energy. Um, if anyone's new here, this is a place where we uh, talk off topic all the time. It's we is me. I'm alone. It's just me and my, my cats and my doggos, and we're here to cause up some shit. Um, yeah, this is a conversation about the stars from a gay and trauma-informed person, and we use that knowledge to re-empower ourselves. So kind of how can we harness what we know about uh, the way that the world currently is and the way that we've been impacted by it with our trauma and what we know about ourselves astrologically so that we can ditch the shit that doesn't serve us anymore and move forward and take over the goddamn world. This is how the gays take over the world. So yeah, this is just one of the many ways. So yeah, the sun's out right now. Things are turning green. Manifestations are coming in. Keep those expectations nice and high right now, you guys. Um, Your abundance is on its way. So everything that you've been manifesting is coming. Just keep those expectations super high Think about what's the best that can happen. Every time you start to have a negative thought or you feel yourself getting anxious, um, just take a deep breath, let that shit go. It's just how you feel, it's not who you are. Um, Yeah, and then refocus on like, no, what is the best outcome that you're looking for to happen? And then start preparing for that. Act as if it's already gonna happen and it will come. The universe will fucking rise up to meet you if you step off that ledge. So yeah, here's me clanging my straw. And what else we got going on? Let's see if we have any updates for today. Um, I do have a couple, as per usual. So I've changed the name of my Etsy uh, just a little bit. I just added the word witchery to it just to <laughs> indicate that it's witchcraft as well, because cosmic and gay wasn't clear enough, you know? Um, so <laughs> it is now uh, found under cosmic queer witchery. I'm working on building like this the SEO for it so that it's a little bit easier to find. Um, so if you search Cosmic Queer Witchery without spaces between those words, it seems to come up as the first result. Um, so I'm going to work on changing some of the tags to help with that as well. Uh, yeah, finally getting my shit together there. Um, I've been working on a bit of a concept. So because I'm a Taurus Sun person I and neurodivergent, I tend to have a really cool skill of building myself self-care tools or like experiences that really meet the needs of my physical meat suit. Um, So I'm going to use that skill because I'm like luxurious as a tourist naturally um, to make some sensory friendly self-care items for you guys to help like 
bind all the witchcraft together, if you will. So um, I'm kind of like building a line of bath tea bags. So it's these like cute little organza pouches and I made a test batch and they work. So I put Epsom salt in and I just wasn't sure if it would be enough to like help it dissolve fully, like if it would be like the organza would work. I don't know if I'm just bad at science, but I tried it and it was great. So that way I mixed all these fucking herbs and crystals and flowers and like witchy ingredients into a big bowl and made my test batch. And that way it captures all of that stuff so that when you go to like drain your bath, you're not wasting all those ingredients if you want to use them for a different purpose. Um, but you also don't like clog your drain or have to clean up like nasty wet like mugwort or something. So I'm a breathe. That is what I'm working on there. I'm super excited about it. Um, I made a like Chiron and Virgo inspired purse batch that I'm going to play around with. Um, so it's in these like cute little olive green bags and it's got a eucalyptus salt ba like base to it. And then there's like a whole bunch of obsidian and amethyst and rose quartz, I think, and tiger's eye and event tree. Yeah, I have a shit ton in there. And then um, like roses angelica root, mugwort, all that kind of cool stuff. Um, so I've got all that mixed in and it's like all about like amplifying the third eye and supporting with like the Chiron wounds in Virgo that folks will have if they have that placement because that's my placement. So I'm just starting from where I know and I'm going to build from there. Um, yeah, it's healing that inner perfectionist. So that's kind of what the intention of that bath is. And then I made these cute little corresponding candles um, and mixed in a lot of similar ingredients, but also different I could get away with in a candle um and they like match so I thought I would do like a little bath set with the candle and the uh little bath pouches and then put like a little jar like vial of moon water with it um so that's kind of more the concept I'm trying to bring my Etsy and then I'm still going to be selling my art but specifically just on my website so that's been a fun little switch up for me I'm kind of just going with the punches because I have no idea what I'm doing so I'm just like flipping it around as I need to um but yeah that's what that is and I thought it would be very fitting since this is what I'm doing to talk about um what Chiron and Virgo feels like for those folks who have the similar placements as I do um and we're gonna feel our way through astrology together so that you guys get a really good idea of what it's like um, for you and are able to like get a deep enough understanding that you can apply it to your own chart with ease because it shouldn't be such silent information. Um, yeah, so we're going to do some Chiron and Virgo. I'll talk a little bit more about Chiron in different placements briefly, and then I'll like probably go a bit more de into depth for each sign placement, um, separately. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see if we have any other updates. I'm also going to talk about the houses a little bit more today so that um, you guys can start to like cross that over with what um, your house placements and your sign placements that fall within those and where your planets are within those, what that all means for you. Um, so I'm just going to share a little bit about that. Um, I also have a correction for myself, just a quick self-correction. So I realized that in some earlier episodes, I use the term chakra a lot and I've since learned better and like realized that that's not the way I should be referring to like any of those energy centers because I'm a fucking white person. So I apologize for that ignorance. I will not be referring to that term anymore that way. Um, so instead, I'll probably just refer to it as like energy center or like whatever sacral area, whatever the fuck, you know? So I'll say something 
different that is not someone else's culture that's not mine um yeah we've taken enough from other cultures especially in white spiritualism so i want to make sure we are not doing that um and if i do slip up or make any errors or if you feel you need to correct me um please feel free to reach out and do that i'm totally open to that because i like i said i'm learning and i want to make sure that i'm not fucking stepping on anyone's necks on my way up so yeah uh let's see what else are we gonna do we're gonna start off with a bit of a reading and we're gonna talk a little bit about um where the chart sits for us right now and then at the end of the episode i'm gonna wrap up with a bit of a forecast for the next week for you guys yeah let's get going i want to fucking get a ticker also for how many times i say yeah it's hilarious all right so right now our chart if you feel chaotic right now it's normal just <laughs> just so you're prepared for that so because right now we're kind of like i think there's five or six days between um pisces switching to aries season so we've got a lovely like turmoil happening where we just like want to sleep and process and rest because that's what we're supposed to be doing but then we're also in the midst of a waxing new moon and so we're like okay well like aries energy could just start now so it's our bodies wanting to sit down and our brains being go 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 all the time so if you have adhd or you're neurodivergent um you probably get what i mean because it's extra amplified by the energy around us i believe so yeah, it's been a it's been a spicy, busy one, um, and that can bring up a lot of guilt for people or anxiety that they're not doing enough or like that need to be productive. Um, so a reminder for myself and for you, lovely few few folks who might be experiencing that. Wow, um, let yourself off the hook and chill. Sit the fuck down. Just sit the fuck down. If you've been running from activity to activity to activity today, my lovely neurodivergent family, um, stop and take a moment and breathe and make sure you attend to your body's basic needs <laughs> because this is all gonna be amplified like chaos energy for the next few days while we get through this cusp and move into the next sign comfortably. Um, yeah, it's a big change and it's because we're letting go of a lot of shit right now. So just focus on letting it go, focus on resting. There's gonna be more than enough time for action. And when you do take action in these, in these days, take that intentional action towards your, your fucking dreams. Like, make sure that every action is intentionally moving you towards the things that you're trying to manifest so that you're not wasting the energy that you are using because everything we do is energy, right? Um, yeah, so we have a nice big fun cluster back on the northwest hemisphere, it would look like, if I can even read this right. Um, so, yep, sun's still in Pisces, moving into Aries right away here on the, fuck, 20th over the weekend. No, six days. Who knows? I'm losing it. Um, moon is in Gemini right now, so you might be valuing a lot more like intellectual conversation, or you might notice that you're having more arguments, or like verbalizations are coming up. Um, you might also be experiencing some like heart and lung challenges, and I don't say heart because Gemini doesn't have to do with the heart, but when you, it does rule over the lungs. So if you're feeling that emotionally you're struggling to communicate and express yourself in the best way, it might be related to this placement right now, um, just because of that impact on the lungs and with that being um, contrary to Sun and Pisces right now as well, with all that crazy energy going around. So you might find that, you might find that there's a little bit of extra polarity going on emotionally for you, um, perfectly normal with this sign, but just give yourself a bit of extra grace right now. Um, oh, and make sure you're communicating intentionally and kindly 
because sometimes if you know a Gemini, you know that communication um, can be really direct sometimes, but also very cold. So make sure that you're warming that back up and taking from the energy of Pisces right now as well. Especially while we still have it before we go white knuckle into Aries forever and die. Um, yeah, Mercury and Venus are still in Pisces, so doing lovely there. So our communication is going to be very like dreamy and idealistic right now. We're going to be very sensitive and big crybabies right now. And that's totally okay because it's all of us. We're in it together. Um, your mind is going to be very prone to fantasy right now. Um, and this is a very fortunate time for you to cultivate your artistic activities. So even though you want to do, 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 it's okay not to do all of those things and instead to sit down and dream about them and write them down and plan for them and make them a thing in your life because you don't have to do them all right now for them to happen. But you can write down all your amazing ideas and this is such a great time to do that with our new moon right now. Um, let me see. Mars is also in Gemini right now. So there's going to be a lot of like need for our energy to be expended in that mentally stimulating way especially with it being in mercury um not mercury did i just fucking say that the moon my goodness the moon is in gemini with mars holy smokes um yeah you're gonna find a lot of great courage right now to speak your mind and there's a lot of intellectual energy that's going to be in high gear um, and the communication styles will probably be found to be a lot more assertive just because of that sitting with Mars, the way we're going to take action is going to be that Gemini intellectually, communicatively oriented. Um, yeah, nothing else has really changed. Everything else is still in Aquarius and Taurus. Um, still got Pluto and Cap and Chiron and Aries. Um, that's going to be the same way forever, but I'll give a refresher on that every once in a while. Um, yeah, so that's the chart right now. It's a little bit of a spicy one. I'm very excited about it. And without further ado, I'm going to jump into shuffling some cards for you guys. We're going to do a reading and see what the collective needs to know and see what anyone who's going to be hearing this at any point needs to know. And if this resonates, you don't have to do anything with it. Um, to claim it, you can just claim it because it resonates. Um, and if it doesn't resonate, that's totally cool. You can just let it go as well. It's okay for things not to resonate with you. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It just means that um, the message might not have been directed for you, but I have a feeling this is going to resonate if you're listening. Oh, we're getting another very similar reading again. Okay. I've been seeing this particular spread um, and combination of cards pretty frequently. Yeah in the last uh, little while here, over the last like three, four weeks. And I actually even have like recorded readings where these same goddamn cards are coming. So I'm super excited. I've got about five pulled right now. I'm just gonna see if there's any more. Okay, here we go. Oh, there's that one, just, okay. Okay. Beautiful beings. All right. We're going through the great severing right now in our way and with our collective energy. This is that Mars energy. You're probably feeling a lot of internal anger lately, and there might even be very, like, 
apropos things going on in your life that are giving you that feeling of conflict or active conflict happening for you. Um, you might be feeling yourself softening to love, but you might also be seeing that in the people around you, that they're kind of letting go of some of that anger as you are. Um, please don't blame yourself for how angry you've been feeling lately because it's not, there's nothing wrong with you for being angry and you can be forgiven for what you've said or, or done um, if you acknowledge that, right? But there's, there's that, there's this angry, heavy energy here and it's, it doesn't take over you the way you think it does. It's okay to let that go. It's okay to let that go and in fact you need to soften to love and let go of that need for chasing out conflicts. Um, you have been feeling very rock bottom again, haven't you? So it's like you've gotten, it's like you're a little baby egg and you got kicked out of a nest. And the next thing you know, you wake up and you're just this little thing with a cracked shell and you needed to crack open in order to feel this. You needed to feel these things so that you could soften your heart and develop your understanding heart. And so this cracked open card is about experiencing rock bottom. And instead of trying to go back to putting yourself together the way that you were before, it's about surrendering to the alchemy of life because you're not going to go back to the way you were before. You can't. And so when you're trying to tell yourself that you have to do things a certain way or behave a certain way or whatever it might be, you're actually like halting the process because you're trying to control it too much. Um, so it's really about surrendering and this, this is a, a, a reading of reassurance so that you can surrender. Um, I don't know if you just heard my shoulder pop, but that was fucking loud. You have been called here. You've been called here and you chose to come here. So all of these cards I've pulled before, I might have even read on all of these cards on previous episodes. I wouldn't be surprised because yeah so this is the called card you listening right now yes you you have soul gifts you are psychic you have things that are coming up for you that you are now training with and for it's time for you to step up it's time and you need to step into that power you stepped away from possibly a very beautiful life to come here and be on this earth right now and you did that easily and with grace because you knew you were needed and you knew you were going to forget everything when you were born through that portal and you're here now and now it's time to step up you felt that rock bottom because it's time to reinvent but you're not the one doing the inventing only like you're not alone you're being co-created Right? Because you are the universe, and if you're creating with it, you can't hold all the cards. It can't just be you, right? Then we have the Earth card here. So you're learning how to be human in a world that you are not of. And you came here sitting up, like it's the same female presentation that we see in the called card. And now she, instead of walking towards this doorway, she's in a little bubble landing at like the bottom of the ocean almost, right? And she's just sitting there cross-legged, but she has this beam of light with her. 
And she came here because she wasn't alone. And even though she knew she was going to experience challenges and depth and darkness, she came with her own light. And so did you. You don't need to fit in to be of this world. You already are of this universe. So you're here, you're valid, you're real. It's not about proving that anymore. It's about stepping into that power that you have and knowing that you're supported and that you came prepared for everything you've been experiencing and that you will experience. And you've been preparing so that you can hold on to all of this abundance that's coming for you. The next is the Seas of Mintaka, uh, which is this like crystalline, aquamarine, beautiful ocean. It looks very like Maldives. And then it's like the horizon is this like cosmic, spacey, beautiful place. And there are three prominent large stars at the base of that. Um, this card is all about seeing potential and bringing unconsciousness to light. So you might be here to help activate other people. I might be here to help activate you. But this is all about acknowledging that you are a never-ending sea of ideas and potential. And so you can put your anxiety away because that that is your cosmic skill and that's never going to go away. And that's why I'm speaking from this language to neurodivergent people because I believe this is all of you. I believe this is all of us. That we were here and we chose to be here on purpose knowing we would have extra challenges and it's not that we have challenges it's that we're not built the way that society wants us to be it was built to extort us from that right and exploit any talents that we might have but you are not that system anymore and you don't need to be a part of it it's okay to acknowledge that um that you have gifts don't be fearful um, the Breath of the Cosmos card is back. So this one is about my will to thy will and micromanaging the universe. And like, damn, do I not get this card a lot. Like, it is my issue for sure. Um, so I can't be the only one who experiences a little bit of a challenge over control. Um, as soon as you let it go, it's coming. <laughs> as soon as you let it go, it's coming. Um, if you've been struggling with it with manifestations and, and worrying about how those are going to happen or worrying about how you're going to make ends meet. Um, this is a reminder that like nothing you've been asking for can come to you if you're still worrying about how it's going to get there. Now it's that time to sit back and read and relax and process and write in your journal and be grateful and look for your miracles. Look for every fucking sign you can and thank every one of them and let go of all of your anxiety as it comes up because that's what's causing you to micromanage. You're anxious it won't happen. You're anxious because you don't trust yourself or you don't trust the universe fully. And it's okay to let go of that fear and to ask for help with that fear. The last card here is activated earth. And so this is about power places and lane lines and trusting where you're led. And this one is like a beam of light going right through um, what is that place? It's goddamn Stonehenge. Going <laughs> right through Stonehenge. And like, if y'all have been getting Stonehenge content showing up for you, or imagery of it, or you've developed a weird interest out of nowhere, um, follow where you're led. Follow where your intuition has been leading you. 
because that is also the universe. That is also a power place, right? And your heart is a portal. So follow where that takes you. And I can guarantee it's going to take you to a place of abundance and beauty and fulfillment. That's what's meant for you because that's why you're here. Um, I also just want to acknowledge that for any of you who've been getting a lot of readings, whether it's on like you're looking at TikTok readings or you're buying personal readings um, or just even like generic random ass like horoscopes are pulling for you, right? If you've been pulling or seeing in your own readings as well, um, the Queen of Pentacles, the Empress, the Emperor, the Magician, the Star, the Sun, the Moon, Judgment, Strength, and the Chariot in any combinations of those, as well as like Nine of Fucking Wands and Nine of Pentacles, Two of Pentacles, all of those good ones, you know? Ten of Pentacles has come up a lot, Ten of Cups. Um, those things are all coming for you, and you are that thing. You are that thing. You just need to keep on healing um, so that you can clear space. Very much think of this as like energetic spring cleaning. What needs to be cleared out so you can be ready to receive all of the good stuff that's coming for you. And like, this is just a personal roasting at this point for myself. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what's going on there. Um, give me one second and we're gonna jump into part two, which is all about Chiron and Virgo. All right, so let's have a conversation about my favorite asteroid, Chiron. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know what it is, um, or the kind of like mythology that it represents, I'm going to tell you real quick. Um, I hope it's not boring. I guess tell me if that's boring. Um, but yeah, so Chiron is the wounded healer asteroid. Um, it's an asteroid that was discovered in 1997, like by us, but it doesn't mean it didn't exist before that, obviously. Um, it's very much smaller than any like planets, but it has taken a very strong importance as the symbol um, relevant to the times because it's described as a maverick by the astronomer who first plotted its path. Um, so in myth, Chiron is a centaur. Um, his parents are the nymph Philyra and Cronus, um, and they rejected him, and then he was fostered by Apollo, the god of music. Uh, prophecy, poetry, healing, all that good stuff, the lyre. Um, not he's a liar like the instrument, the lyre. Um, so Chiron, in turn, became a very wise prophet and healer, teacher, musician, and mentor to many. Um, but it was that inner wound that he received early on in childhood that's significant. So in the world among us, uh, being a relatively recent discovery for humankind, Chiron has few associations with the material world, but we can definitely see its imagery uh, reflected in the world of complementary health and alternative spirituality and ecology. Um, it's that like key with a K at the end type of thing. Um, that's the symbol of it. It doesn't have any allotted uh, day or color or planets that rule it, nothing like that. He's just his own dude. He's just like a little rogue Sagittarius running around. <laughs> um, yeah, so I want to talk about um, what this wound can mean for us and what we can interpret Chiron to be as an asteroid in the respect of our astrological chart. So when we think about how Chiron places itself for everyone in a different placement, um, 
there might be very deep patterns here in your generational trauma. So if you're ever lucky enough to have the information to chart your family, even like as much as you can, um, try to see if you can also chart where their Chiron is because they might have very similar wounds to you, um, but they also might have very different ones that make us think or realize whole new patterns. Um, but I like to think that it can indicate places of unhealed generational trauma that we kind of pass down with every new generation until it gets healed. Um, and I firmly believe that we are the generation, all of us right now, no separation between us, um, that is healing that. So because we're the ones that our ancestors have been waiting for, you might find you have similar Chiron placement to maybe some of your older ancestors that you've never considered. And so you might find that it goes back really far and could be interesting for you to check out. Um, so it also refers to where you felt like an outsider. And it speaks to your childhood experiences primarily. So it kind of is like, what was the foundation for your fucking trauma? You know, like what did that, what was that going to look like so that you knew what you were going to have to heal from as you aged? Um, and not like we knew going in as like children, but we knew before we signed our contracts, right? So it indicates where we've been wounded through no fault of our own. And in this case, I'm gonna to speak to it from my own placements perspective, because I think it might be easier to learn through me roasting myself, um, but talking about my own experiences so that um, those with similar placements might be able to resonate or understand, or like at least feel less crazy because you're not crazy for feeling like you've been on a goddamn hamster wheel your whole life. It was kind of built that way. Um, and you were only given so much resiliency and so much uh, sovereignty as a young person. So don't beat yourself up for the wounds that you have. Just assist yourself through them. Um, yeah, so Chiron in Virgo. This wound is all about seeking perfection and feeling like you fall short a lot of the time. Um, or like nothing you do, no matter how hard you try, is good enough. Um, there can be a lot of relation um, with psychosomatic illnesses that you might experience that occur for you and that could reflect that tension between your body and mind. Um, this is a place for you to reflect and find your balance, especially in Virgo here. Healing that inner critic and that need for perfectionism is so imperative for you to be able to step into your power with a fully empty bag. You know, like you don't have to worry about carrying anything heavy with you into the next phase of your life. It doesn't need to come. Um, let go of those past experiences that forced you to be in these roles where you had to be perfect or get everything right or take care of everyone. Um, you're already perfect and whole because you exist. You're already more than enough. And treating yourself with that same compassion and empathy um, that you treat others with and that you treat others with when you have nothing left to give. And that speaks to how beautiful of a soul you are and how much abundance is coming for you. Because if you think for a second that you went through hell for no reason, you're wrong. This is preparing you to have that understanding heart so that you don't misuse power the same way that it was misused in your life because why did you have to be the perfectionist? What happened if you weren't perfect at everything? What happened if you got less than an A or got something wrong or didn't do a chore just right? 
how were you treated as a child if you made mistakes, right? And this is where a lot of trauma comes up for us, but it's also somewhere where um, that was a response to you showing your power. When you had been told that you weren't good enough, it was maybe in response to things that were things you were trying, things that were new or that other people didn't feel brave enough to do. And when you would do them um, because you just wanted to try or be creative or do something different, the people that gave you the wounds were likely the same people who made comments that made you feel criticized when you shouldn't have, when in positions when you wouldn't have done so to children, right? Where like, oh, this kid's singing at the top of her lungs and having a great fucking time. We don't need to tell her that she sucks at singing right now. She's six. Can we give it a rest? You know, like what were those times where you were trying to shine or stepping into something more creative or fucking carrying the weight of the world for these people? And they would turn around and be upset that you didn't also like sweep up when you've already cooked an entire meal for your family when you're 12 and you shouldn't be the one responsible for cooking the meals when you're 12. Um, Doesn't mean you shouldn't be helping, but like, you guys know what I mean. Also, when I speak about like psychosomatic illnesses, so what does that mean? Um, for me, because my Chiron and Virgo and that perfectionism and that inner critic really centers around a need for control because I didn't have that when I was a kid, um, turns into like literal eczema. So eczema if you get that it's a skin condition it is a stress related skin condition um so when i feel like i'm fully out of control or super anxious or my environment is in danger i get eczema everywhere but it starts at my hands um which is like its own fun thing so that's a psychosomatic illness that ramps up for me or my headaches or tension headaches or um i just i calcify like my body just stiffens when i'm under that kind of stress Um, And I very much link it to this wound because it's reaffirming old patterns and what that pattern is meant to teach me. Um, So when I'm seeing those responses in myself or if I'm noticing that I'm getting like really sick because I'm burning myself out or whatever, that's a response to this healing that needs to happen here. It could be because I'm in the process of healing, but it could also be because I've neglected that or I've fallen into an old pattern of what Chiron and Virgo means with challenging your perfectionism, with um, forcing you to be perfect or you're not acceptable, with equating self-worth with capitalism, right? And I could argue that everyone has these same wounds, um, but this is kind of like where where they're going to hit you the deepest, possibly, if you have this placement. Um, and I think for this, it reflects with capitalism, with capitalism. With Chiron, it also reflects, it's not just doom and gloom of your fucking trauma or what you've been through. It's not here to reaffirm your bitterness around that. Um, It's here to show you where you've been an outsider or where you felt scapegoated or where you've been punished for being wrong or different, Um, how you can heal and then where your individuality will lie with that because it's also kind of like where you're going and how can you heal others now that you've healed yourself. And so if you've ever felt like you've been by yourself and healing means that you're now all alone and that and that it's just more pain after pain after pain 
um, know that that's going to get better. And the way you're going to heal is through self-acceptance. Wow, self-acceptance of what you're healing from, right? So if you're healing from perfectionism and having a harsh inner critic and not feeling valid, right? Or healing from even just the mind and body tension that you might be experiencing. Um, it's okay to stop taking personal responsibility for what's happened to you like that. You can literally just say, this might reflect my ancestral themes. It could, it could reflect um, my current shadow work that I'm working through or my family life, what that looked like. It could reflect a lot of things and it could be reflected in different ways, right? But you can take that and heal that and alchemize that yourself. Um, with radical self-acceptance and making that conscious choice of like, okay, well then I'm not going to be in a trauma response anymore because I've been in a trauma response for fucking 20 years, right? And longer, but stepping out of that is foreign for you guys. And when you've had a wound that also meant perfectionism and now you have the unknown in front of you, you might be white knuckling it right now, right? And like, it's okay to let some of that go and to put that anxiety down because good stuff is coming for you whether you like it or not and you don't get to worry yourself into not having it anymore. That's enough. We're all done with that. We're all saying go. This is also where you find your individual way forward and carve that distinctive path for yourself. So you can capitalize on what makes you different. How were you scapegoated? Capitalize on that. If you were the fucking weird kid, that's for a reason. It's because there's something special and different about all of us. And it's okay to stop hiding that for other people's comfort, right? Be who you are. And if it's for the highest good and for your highest good and you're healing with that, how can you go wrong? We're literally just here to have the best fucking time. Like that's what the earth is supposed to be. And I know that capitalism has put a fucking damper on it, but it will fall. You don't have to worry about whether it's going to anymore. You don't have to be resigned to the fact that this is gonna be the rest of your life. It's not. That's already changing. That's on its own, in, in, in its own progress, in its own way. You need to worry about yourself and prepare yourself, but also just love yourself through the anxiety of the fucking unknown, right? You guys have got this. <sighs> For fucking Chiron and Virgo, how can you become the son that you needed? How can you become the caring adult that you didn't get? How can you validate others and their self-worth so that they don't have to strive for perfection around you? How can you create that safety and undo that for those around you? Right? And like, what do you love doing? What makes you feel joy and pleasure and warm again? Right? Like, play around with what is fun to do? What is creative? What does what do you want to do today? Not did what, what did you think you had to do? Fuck, sorry. But like, it's not about who we thought we had to be anymore. It's not about who we were told to be. That's what this fucking whole Chiron thing is about for me is, okay, yeah, this was your past. So validate that, let it go and move on, right? You get to do more than that. That's your fucking, your prologue, 
right? That's what happens first. Now here's your whole story. Like you guys are just getting going, right? We all are. It's fucking exciting. Yeah, so that's Virgo. That is what I was working on with my like bath tea bags and candles and shit is all about how I can support like my own inner wounds in Virgo and help myself to let go of that perfectionism and feel that I'm a whole person. And it also very much resonates with like that divine feminine healing that needs to happen there. Um, I think those might be a little bit connected. So yeah. Um, Chiron through the signs. So just a quick little tidbit for everybody. Um, that way, if anybody listens to this, they don't have to worry about like, cool, she talked about Chiron and Virgo for five years and I'm a Chiron and Aquarius, so I'm never going to have an idea. No. So I'm going to give a quick snippet about them um, today, right now. And then I'm going to be making a specific little mix to help all of these wounds heal for everybody. So I'm going to be working on that. I'm so sorry. My dog just found an antler naturally that she needs to clang around with her donut head on. Wonderful. Okay. So if you have a Chiron in Aries, um, this speaks to self-assertion being a challenge. So you might have been very discouraged early on when you were trying to go your own way or carve your own path. Um, or be different. You might have felt very comfortable and excited about being different and didn't get that opportunity because people took it from you or like shamed you or made you feel guilty. Healing from for this folks, this folks, the <laughs> y'all people with Chiron and Aries will heal as you find your independence and step into that fully and trust yourself and regain all of the crap that people put in your path to disconnect you from your sense of authority and autonomy and just your overall badassery. Chiron and Aries to me just reads as like, you're a badass, people didn't like it because they're threatened by you, so they tried to make you feel small and your life is all about reclaiming how big you are, reclaiming my time, gotta money card it, you gotta get out there and just fucking be you and own it, fucking own it. Um, for Chiron and Taurus, you might have experienced a lot of uh, early material security issues. So you might have ex struggled with homelessness, a food shortage, poverty in any way, like also not your fault because this fucking world was built on that for you. Um, has nothing to do with you, but it's something you might have experienced. Um, you may have been feeling ungrounded and disconnected and as a result of that because you didn't have that ability to feel stable so how could you if you look at like the hierarchy of needs how could you look at what you want to be when you grow up or self-actualize or like develop self-esteem when you're worried about eating or where you're gonna sleep right so if you have that wound I love you first of all I love all of you and you will heal through learning how to ground and how to reconnect to the earth and how to appreciate, not how to, but like in appreciating what you do have around you and practicing that gratitude and grounding. Um, if you ever just feel dizzy or out of sorts or thrown off um, and you have this wound, I would suggest just picturing, and for anyone, but I would just picture and set the intention that you're just feeling these deep roots from your feet going right down to the core of the earth you're so assured in how grounded you are and that will keep your head out of the sky a little bit so that you can still focus on your dreams but you're not like struggling with a lack of air if you know what I mean 
Um, if you have a Gemini Chiron placement, you might have encounter, encountered um, challenges with your speech, as I like fumble fuck my way through this entire podcast. Um, or you might have had like a disrupted education. So this could mean that you had to switch a lot of schools. Maybe you moved around a lot and that was like a bit of instability for you. Um, it could also be that like you just had challenges with education or like the system itself that you were within was shitty. Um, or bullies maybe were showing up in your school time. Um, you might actually have, in fact, a gift for language and communication, especially if you have this placement. So if public speaking or um, just sharing what you think and expressing yourself might be a really big one here. And all of this is about expression, but um, verbal self-expression will probably really resonate for Chiron Gemini placements because that's, my, that's likely what was muted for you when you were younger. Um, Cancer Chiron. So this one is a very like deep feeling uh, wound and it's kind of about self-validation rather than seeking out external validation in any way from other people. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm not valuable until this happens or until somebody likes me in this way or whatever. Um, it might be a feeling of not belonging or feeling kind of like left out in the rain while everyone else is inside. Um, you might have even been adopted or had a separation going on in your family when you were younger. You could have even been separated from your family in another way. Um, this could be like a residential school survivor would be an excellent example of being ripped away from your family, right? And that causes that inner lack of belonging. And that's a very extreme example, and I know that. And I am not saying that Chiron and Virgo means you're a residential school survivor, but I'm trying to liken it to the feeling of devastation that would have damaged a child with displacement, um, just like you would devastate a child in residential school, which fucking, we need to burn down all of children's services. Hi. Okay, so, Cancer, Chiron, validate your damn self. No romantic partner should be doing that for you. That is not their role. It is not anyone else's role to validate you. I know that you were not heard. I know that you weren't welcomed in the way that you needed to be. And we love you anyway. And now it's time to validate yourself so that you can show up as your true self and not someone who has a chip on their shoulder or feels like they have a low sense of self-worth. Um, your worth is not conditional of what you do. For my Chiron Leo placements, um, you might have been very much dulled instead of allowed to shine. Um, you might not have been encouraged to play or perform um, or be silly and be a fun kid, right? Like you might have been hushed a lot or told to go do something drab and boring or not encouraged if you wanted to be followed with like performing arts or something like that. Um, uncovering your creativity in any way. Um, and you don't have to be like an actor if you're a Leo placement, like that's not what that means, but it can inspire others to find their creative courage. So using the wound of like having your shine dulled, your sparkle dulled, whatever the fucking thing is, using that to help others find theirs. That's kind of how this works. That's how this wound works, right? So using your feeling if a, as a cancer, Virgo, uh, cancer Virgo, as a cancer Chiron placement, using that need for self-validation self that you didn't receive to now offer extra validation to others, be generous with your validation to others so that no one ever feels cast out in the rain like you did or helping others be creative and starting a fucking 
art supplies for all business as a Leo Chiron and never letting anyone tell a kid they can't be creative again, right? Being involved in the same way that you were harmed so that that same harm can't keep happening because that's the key that you have. We all have a different key. And if we all fix those keys, if we all heal through those and re- and we kind of alchemize that pain and stop it as much as we can from happening again to our next little people. That's how we help heal. That's how we bring light. That's how you show the way for others is you show them the way that you needed when you were a child. Um, for our Libras, um, this might be about having early experiences of unfair treatment um, hypocrisy comes up for me here. You might have experienced like just ridiculous, irrational unfairness. Like it wouldn't have made sense. Um, and it could lead you to develop a role as an advocate for those who have suffered injustice. And it might be similar injustice to you. Um, oh, of course it's motorcycle season. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you have experienced that injustice, you're very keen to be doing the same sort of advocacy that you probably didn't receive enough of when you were younger and when the original stuff happened for you or that you observed happen. Um, run with that. Be a fucking advocate. You're a Libra car. Kill them with that, right? That is your forte. Um, it doesn't have to be the same trauma that you went through that you can advocate or support for, though. So I don't want any folks who have like any really intense trauma going on that they don't want to relive that or um, put themselves in a place where they're going to have to re-traumatized every day um, but this just means that you know what it was like when you needed an advocate and there wasn't one so just go be an advocate somewhere you feel you would be a good advocate and that's all you need to do for our Scorpio Chiron placements um, disempowerment is likely a big theme in their lives um, and it could be reflecting back but it would have started in childhood years as these all do um, you can find creative ways to work with your deep feelings Scorpios notoriously have that sense of depth of emotion, right? Like very still waters run deep. They're not always still, you know what I mean? But like they are very deep, absolutely. And you have an ability, if this is your placement, to find very interesting and eccentric and creative ways to work through your feelings and work with them and be at that depth. Like you can handle being at the depth and not everyone can. And that is a skill. That is somewhere you need to go. And it doesn't mean you have to stay at your depth all the time, but it means you can meet other people there. And when people are feeling really deep and alone and alone and fucking far away from the light, I think that a Scorpio Chiron would be the right person to meet them right down there at that feeling of utter disempowerment and disenfranchisement and helping them on their way up. Yeah. Chiron Sagittarius might have sacrificed opportunities for further education or travel early on in life. They might have lost that. Um, extenuating circumstances could have happened. It could have been a choice. Um, and loss of faith may have led to a very restless searching of our own beliefs and what that looks like for you. Um, yeah, healing this, healing that loss of ability to travel and learn and just have that like joy for life and zest for life to get all of those experiences out chase all of that now don't don't say no to yourself when it comes to where do i want to go where do i want to visit and where is too far 
nowhere is too far. And you deserve to learn all of the amazing things and to experience and see all of these beautiful things. And that sacrifice might have been necessary, I'm not sure, depending on who you are. But that time of sacrifice is over now and you can step into your skill of traveling and connecting to any group of people. Like you can really flow and you might be feeling restless because you're stuck. And that doesn't help being in COVID, I know, but as travel lightens up, sorry that my dog, holy fuck. As travel lightens up, you're going to be able to chase that and it's gonna be a lot easier for you to get around, you might find. Um, okay, Chiron Capricorn is next. So these folks might have shouldered a lot of responsibility early on in their lives. Um, they might feel like they don't fit into the system. Um, and like they might heal or transmute that by instead carving out their own image of authority. So this also speaks to like a misuse of authority that probably happened in their childhoods, um, leading them to become leaders and leaders that are going to um, use that responsibility well and not abuse it the way that maybe those who have been handed authority without the preparation needed have treated them. Um, Chiron Aquarius. So this one is about social equality um, and acceptance of diversity that really might emerge from that early situation of not feeling like you fit in, that you weren't accepted, that you looked different, acted or dressed differently, or maybe you were a minority, maybe you were like a farm kid and you were in an urban school. Like, you know what I mean? You could just be completely different in the easiest ways or the most simple ways. And yeah, you felt cast out. And now you can use that feeling of being an outcast to balance in that social equality and acceptance of diversity that you didn't have because you weren't accepted fully. So how can you ensure that others are accepted now? How can you seek that out? And finally, Pisces, my beautiful Pisces, Chiron placements. This might suggest that you have an early experience of loss. Um, it could be quite profound. Um, it could also be illness or sacrifice that you've experienced at far too young um, that would have caused you to have a very gentle heart, but a very sad, weighed down heart, very likely. Um, you might be someone who can like literally create your own holistic or spiritual vision um, and assist others to do the same. One second. All right, now that we've got the circus on lockdown, um, yeah, let's finish up this episode. Holy fucking smokes. Thank you guys for this patience. And needless to say, I'm going to be figuring out a new way to record right away here because this is obviously not working well for me. Um, yeah, okay, so I wanted to... Now that we've covered all of Chiron, um, not like in depth or anything, obviously, but now I just want to give you a quick once over of the houses. Um, yeah, so that you have a bit of an idea of how to interpret your birth chart a little bit more. So just like there are 12 zodiacs, there are also 12 houses. So it's kind of like a little slice of pie everywhere. Um, and I'm going to explain what those mean, as well as your midheaven and the um, imum coli, if I'm even saying that right. So the midheaven and the bottom of the heaven. Um, which is just an axis. It's just like your up and down axis and then your rising sign and then your descendant sign are on like the left, right axis or horizontal, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, all of the houses have their own meaning and then where they are on your chart 
will be different for everyone necessarily because it's kind of like a wheel or a clock. So wherever your clock stopped when you were born, that's what your chart's going to look like. So they could be, um, your houses could be like completely backwards on your chart versus from someone else's. So don't worry about the placement of them um, on the actual chart itself, but just worry about where they hold things for you or don't hold things in terms of placements and planets and all that good stuff. So the houses specifically will reveal which areas of your life are the most important to you. Each house describes a focus of experience. So it could be um, career or relationship or um, loss and transformation um, or routines. It could be anything like that. And we're going to talk about what they all are, but each planet each planet, holy shit, will occupy one of the houses, and any given house can contain more than one planet. So here's how to locate and interpret the houses in your chart. They're kind of like territories. Um, and so the ascendant, the descendant, the MC, which is your medium or middle heavens, um, or midheaven, you might also hear it responded or responded to, fucking referred to. Um, and then your IC, which is the bottom of the heavens. Um, form the four angles of your birth chart. So these move against the backdrop of the heavens and one turn of the wheel as the earth rotates each day. So that's how they, it turns with you and why it will be different for everyone. Um, the planets move very little over time, but the angles and the house cups, cusps move like the hands of a clock. So they kind of create a unique picture of your chart that way. Apart from the moon, the planets form two sorry, the planets for two people born on the same day will broadly share the same zodiac positions. However, unless they're born at precisely the same time, the house positions can vary very considerably. Um, yeah, and the location that you're born is really important there too, because that's where they'll be. Um, so when you go to make your birth chart, um, if you do it on like astro charts is what I've used most easily, but you can use whatever works best for you. Um, just go and click on the houses at the bottom. I think if you do an astro charts, once it pops out your chart, just scroll to the end and that's where they have them listed um, for the degrees in which house, the cusps and the signs that they fall in for you. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot we can like cross interpret with which signs are there, what planets might be housed there on top of the interpretation of those specific houses and what it means to have those signs there. Um, so for example, to have like fucking 11th house in Aquarius, for example, could be something that would spit out. And so your 11th house is about friendships and communities and social life. So with that applied to Aquarius, it could be that you have a very eccentric way of connecting to others and you might be a leader in that respect. Um, but it might mean that part of why you're here is to create um, a beautiful vision and environment for other people and be like the, the innovator in that role. Um, or build your own, your very own community out of nothing or add to it in a really cool way. Um, yeah, so that's how, that's an example of a chart. What the fuck, of a placement chart. Words, 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 words. Okay, so interpreting the houses. We can approach the interpretation of a planet in a house in two ways. So from the perspective of the house and from the perspective of the planet. From the perspective of the house, you will experience this area of life through the lens of the planets that occupy it. So if, for example, Mercury was in the first house, to feel confident about making your way in the world, which is what the first house is about, is like new beginnings, birth, self-identity, um, it will be crucial to develop your communication skills, which is represented by Mercury. So that's like a really simple way to look at it, but like that's a way you can start. And it will really 
even from this level, be really informative for you. From the perspective of the planet, on the other hand, the house that it occupies shows which areas of life um, to focus on in order to develop that planet's characteristics. So it's kind of like if your Mercury is in um, the first house or Mars is in the second house, for example, if we just move right along, um, an important testing ground for developing your competitive edge in Mars might be to engage with your finances because that's where your second house, what your second house kind of rules over is material possessions and such. Um, yeah, so I'll run through what the 12 are really quick, and then I might give you a little bit of information about some of them as we go, and yeah, we'll probably wrap up from there just so that you guys don't get overwhelmed by a shit ton of information each time. So the first house being new beginnings, all about birth, self-identity, all good stuff. Um, then you'll pass your rising sign, um, or the ascendant axis. Then it's the second house followed down to the left. So that's the way that the clock will work, but it doesn't mean that that's the position of the clock for your chart. So the second house is all about your resources, your tangible resources like money and possessions. Um, it could be how you gain possessions, what that looks like for you. Um, the third is all about communication. If you have any siblings or really like significant um, brotherly or sisterly relationships, those might be reflected here. Um, and also how you learn because of communication. Um, next, we have the fourth house, which is all about the home, your origins, your kind of backstory, um, what your family was like or are currently like. Hopefully that is the last time you're clip clomping around Lucille. Okay. Um, the fifth house is all about creativity and romance and children. So it doesn't mean that you're going to have children, but it means that um, this might be how you relate to children. Um, so it could be, even if you just see them on the bus type of thing versus you having them yourself, um, it's just about how we connect with them and whether that's something that is important to us. Um, sixth house is all about routines, health, family, everyday life. Um, your seventh house is partnerships and marriage. Um, eighth is the house of transformation and intimacy. Your ninth is the, the house of travel and higher education and adventure. And then the 10th is about your career, achievement, reputation, kind of what you're here to build, what legacy you're building. Um, 11th is friendships, so your communities and social life. And then your 12th house is about service and seclusion and self-sacrifice. It's very much about transcendence. Um, if you have houses in your chart that don't have any planets, um, they are still important. You're not like lacking because you don't have houses full of planets all around. Um, it's very normal for people to have several or even at least one that is empty. Most charts will have a few. Um, this doesn't mean that these areas of life are meaningless for you or unavailable or unattainable. Um, so for example, like having an empty second house doesn't mean you're poor, you know, or that you're going to stay poor if you have been. Um, it simply suggests that our attention is more naturally focused elsewhere. So it could also mean that it's just something easier for you to attain and it's not been a focus for your um, soul this go around, you know? Okay, the beast has been appeased for the five millionth time. She now has a wet paper towel roll that seems to be satisfying her little goblin desires. So we're gonna start back over with the first house super quick. 
so all about yourself and personality. Um, it describes our earliest circumstances and how we were received into life. So even like as, as far back to like whether you were a wanted conception um, or like an accident baby, maybe a little surprise. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, but it speaks to like how your family received you into life and what that looked like. Um, your planets here, the signs they occupy, and the sign on the cusp of this house um, really sets the tone for how you approach all new beginnings in your life um, and the world in general, just kind of reflecting back how you were received, right? Um, yeah, it's about your physical body, how you can be likened, um, or like how you per are perceived, what you look like, sometimes the way you dress. It could be the way that you present things. It's kind of a nice way to put it. Um, and your sense of identity. Let me see. We're not going to go in depth about all of these right now because I don't want you guys to be bored to tears. So the second house is all about your possessions, your money, your finances. It's about your tangible and intangible wealth. So like um, we build our resources here, but we also metaphorically build our resources here. So if all of our worldly goods were to disappear, whatever remains is what is perhaps our most fundamental resource. So who are you at the core of it? It's about your worth and your value and not just with money, right? It's about your self-worth. Um, it's about what is yours and what you take on in terms of like the values that you carry as well. Um, it could also speak to how you approach money or how you approach handling money based on the signs that are represented like a Virgo or a Taurus, for example, would be very different. Um, third house is all about communication and language, our early education, um, the local environment that you're in and siblings and experiences with like really close sibling relationships. Um, doesn't mean they have to be positive, but like those close bonds that aren't just friendships, but they can totally be chosen siblings as well. Um, yeah, here's where we explore our world and we flex our communication skills and we practice that a lot with siblings, especially as we're growing up. Um, these are like early peer hierarchies or examples of how we build our interpersonal skills. It also describes what our early education looked like and our approach to gaining knowledge. Um, it could be how you learn. It could be a place where you have learning challenges or where you fucking soar. Um, same with communication. It could be a place where you struggle with communication and you might have like um, some trauma there, but you also might have um, speech challenges, um, lung challenges, like breath challenges that could go with that. Um, yeah. It could be literally anything, depending on what your placement is. So for example, if you have a third house that has that is in Taurus, your learning will need to be very methodical and paced to you. And the end result needs to be practical, practical and usable. So a person with a um, third house in Taurus isn't going to want to be learning things or doing things that don't have a practical purpose at the end of the day. You might seek knowledge of tangible things like how to garden or sculpture or how to build a wall because you okay so the fourth house is all about the home and the family so it describes what our home and place of safety and retreat looked like when we were children um, and still currently now so literally and metaphorically um, it's the crucible of the family and the container of lineage and ancestry so it really contributes to what our sense of heritage is um, it's also very representative of our foundations as children and our private world. So here we have that inner center of gravity in terms of 
how we develop a place of safety within ourselves. And then the fourth house is our place of sanctuary and how we create that. So what we are like when we, when the front door is closed and when we are no longer on display to the world, it's very much that. Um, so if, for example, your fourth house was in, let's see, Leo, home can very much be a place of pride where you feel moved to show very creative flair, introduce a little bit of bullying, um, owning your own property might be very important to you with this placement. Uh, if you were to have like Chiron in the fourth house, for example, it can it can very much suggest an early sense of displacement um, or not belonging in your home life. Um, it might take you a while to find your own territory and put down roots. Um, okay, so the fifth house is the house of creativity and children um, and your self-expression and romance, how you how and where you take gambles, um, what kind of risk taking you do, if at all and how you fucking play with your inner child and what that looks like. Um, the fifth house is very much the inner child and it's the part of ourselves that is often tucked out of sight that we feel guilty for putting first sometimes or taking time out to smell the roses. We act, acts of pure pleasure and recreation reinforce your life spirit. And that's kind of the emphasis this week that we need to be spending that time looking for pleasure and, and acknowledging our, our inner children, right? Um, yeah, it's about play and creativity and leisure. Um, they should be bringing you joy and delight and serving to reinforce a sense of being very special and unique. Children come under this house as do um, romance and gambling. So it's kind of like all sorts of different risks that are going on here. Um, yeah, if you have any planets in this house, um, it just reveals how much they might influence the energy that you want to focus on here. Uh, a full house at this point might be a very highly significant area in your life, and that goes for any of the houses. Um, if, for example, you have a fifth house in Pisces, um, you might lose yourself more likely in a romantic affair. You might be transported to paradise and travel a lot, uh, where at times you might be just taken for a ride and seeing that you're beloved through rose-tinted glasses. So, um, applying the dreamy-like fate of a Pisces to this house placement might speak to what that could look like. Um, fifth house with Chiron in it um, could speak to adoption or surrogate children being a part of your life or your, fear, your experience in some way. Um, any form of play here can help to nurture the wounded inner, inner child um, in yourself and in others. And that might be something that we all need to learn from. It's just like healing our inner children through play. Now can you hear the dog snoring? Because she's snoring. Wow, my life. Okay, sixth house is about your health and well-being, um, what your daily routines and rituals look like, what your work looks like, um, how we relate to those who serve or work with us, or how we work with others. Um, so it could be about um, the feelings that service evokes in us, and those who work in service industries might have planets in their sixth house. Um, your routines and rituals here are important in terms of the in terms of your activities that are an important anchor in encompassing all of the mundane rituals that you go through every day. Most of us would rather go on vacation than mop the floor, but things grind to a halt if we do neglect our chores. So it's all about um, building that structure and order that works best for you, especially as a neurodivergent person. Um, that's not something that goes easily to us all the time if we have 
things like executive dysfunction getting in the way. Um, so finding a way to get a good working order going in your home might be really helpful for you. Chiron in this house um, might have someone with a particular interest or profession in complementary health, um, or they can be a compassionate mentor to their colleagues. Um, okay, so the seventh house is about relationships. Um, so it's about finding the other half, the sense of the other. Um, it might constitute our shadow. Um, a set of characteristics that we don't consciously identify with that you might seek out in others, for example. Um, it could even be a place of projection. Um, projection of something that we're unaware we already have or possess. Um, it could also be about enemies. So this could be about like court and litigation and where we might have disputes between two parties. Um, it might even be a partnership as a form of combat. And then in terms of relationships, the house of marriage and other contractual partnerships. So whether you desire to put a ring on it or you prefer to be footloose and have as many partners as you'd like, the sign on this um, in this area and planets in the seventh house will very have very much have a large part to play here. Uh -huh. Planets. Okay, so Chiron in this house, um, you might be able to more easily offer compassion and acceptance to others and be motivated, motivated, holy fuck today, hey, um, by a desire to heal. A relationship that defies convention might suit you very well. Um, all right, my eighth house is all about intimacy and shared possessions. So any shared resources, um, it describes shared money and assets, making this a potentially deadly battleground if we're not careful. Um, this is a territory of trust and mistrust in a house of debt and financial obligation. It's also about death and transformation. Um, so it could be about crisis and loss that's followed by regeneration. Um, what we encounter often in the eighth house are the suppressed emotions of the past um, and the experiences of disempowerment that can, that can become a place of really enormous inner strength for us. Um, I always think of Scorpio when I think of this house because it's that depth and that potential and the ability to transform. Um, it's very deep and dark and mysterious and we also can have very um, intimate relationships here, different from the contractual ones you might experience in the seventh house. This takes us into the murkier, ter murkier territory of emotional bonds and under the surface of our relationships. The power plays that could happen here, unspoken contracts and deeper intimacies. Um, yeah, if you have Chiron in this house, you might benefit from a practice or um, deep forms of therapy. So you might either have taken that or you might also practice that and extend that to others. You can very easily understand others' pain and reach out in a spirit of compassionate healing. That might be um, somewhere you're meant to go with life. And if you think it might be, double check with your North Node. I'm sure it's part of what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. The ninth house is all about quest and adventure. It's our sense of what lies beyond the horizon, and it invites us to travel um, physically as well as mentally through higher education. Um, philosophy, religious contemplation, spirituality, all that good stuff. And it covers our ethics, our ideals, and the spirit of the law. Um, it's about our quest for meaning, with the exploration of unfamiliar territory. Um, the purpose of which is to teach us, is to reach experience through wisdom and greater understanding of ourselves and the world around us. Um, yeah, Chiron in this house, you might be one to take your own path through the moral maze. You might be seeking deeper, 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 holy, 
deeper wisdom and you can be a true teacher leading others to their own form of understanding. Um, you might be one that walks along. That might be what's coming up for you. Um, the 10th house about your career and vocation. So this house is all about the culmination and fruition of what you're building. It describes our public image, shaping what we do for a living, and our role in the wider world. Here we reach for achievement and success and towards our true calling. This is about ambition and status, um, our parents and authority and how we experienced that, um, how you yourself govern, um, and how you take charge and find leadership skills within yourself. Um, this will be shown here, and it might be based on how your parents did this, but it could also be like a reaction from your parents and be completely different as well. It's about our public face and what we are famous for, what legacy you're leaving. The profession that we chose invites us to process what matters to us and profess it from the rooftops. We seek work that is happy marriage of worldly ambition and inner calling, and that's really a great way to exemplify your sole purpose. Um, for Chiron in this house, you might have a career in healing in your, his, in your future or mentoring others might be a goal. Although you may only find your true niche after time spent in the wilderness, it can unfold as a true vocation. You might need some alone time to be able to process and release what you need to first to make sure that you can go unimpeded into your next steps in life. The 11th house, all about friendship and community here. So your allies, who's on your team? How does that team work? What are your common goals with others? What are your political views, your social views? Um, what does utopia mean to you, right? The extent to which we are prepared to lay aside our personal glory for the good of the group is revealed, as well as our hopes and wishes for the future and the extent to which we believe life will buoy and support us. It shapes our attitude towards making plans and the strategies that we can usefully employ to bring them to fruition. So Chiron in the 11th house might show us or be inhibited to reach our high and yet, like our goals, our very high goals. You might feel inhibited. You might've been inhibited from a young age. You might develop a role as a mentor or a wise teacher. Um, this is obviously the underlying thing. Everyone's going to be a teacher. <laughs> um, carrying out the work of healing that binds the community and it'll come from a place of, of community work for you. Uh, finally, the 12th house, all about service and sacrifice. So this is your higher service, um, the universal and collective experience. So this is where we have big institutions of, like hospitals and prisons and religious retreats. And like, I'm not saying I agree with all those things. Definitely not hospitals. <laughs> Um, in such places, it's very easy for the sense of I to be replaced with merging with everyone else. So planets here take on an otherworldly quality. And the ultimate meaning of the 12th house is the idea of transcendence and leaving the wheel of life. If only for a short time in order to be in a timeless state of bliss, which is what meditation means, tranquility and reconnection with everything that is. This is your behind the scenes house of self undoing, your self saboteur, um, where we might give ourselves full credit and where we're missing the credit that we are owed um, for our capacities and needing reflection back from others in order to feel like what you have, your skills and your abilities are real and knowing that you can do that for yourself. It's a house of escape and withdrawal. 
for Chiron in the 12th house, this might suggest that you desire to heal the collective and show compassion to all. Perhaps you've had to conceal your own suffering, making you sensitive to other people's hidden pain, and so you're more able to see it. Um, yeah, this might resonate, and you might be want to return that service in a really big way. And if you don't know what that is yet, that's totally cool. I'm sure you're going to figure it out. But yeah, that is a really quick roundup of the houses and what they mean and what um, they quickly could mean with Chiron in those houses for you. Um, yeah, let me know what you think about that. Um, I just wanted to quickly let you know what to expect over the next week as well. So the moon is going to continue waxing and growing because it's at its first crescent. Uh, the first quarter moon is this Saturday. Um, wow, language today. I feel the need to just do this anyway, though, and just post it anyway. So judge me all you want. It's cool. I think it's an exercise in my own fucking humility. Sound like a donk on national television, you know? Um, so right now, more than ever, we need to surrender. <laughs> and enjoy the ride we're about to go on together as a collective and also individually our lives are about to get flipped turned upside down so just just rest right now just be vibing um gather up your your power and get ready for that to snowball just like the and in a good way the way that the waxing moon is gathering up its power we should be doing that now so set your intentions and really set your plans you don't have to do all of the action of doing all of the things you just need to have them down on paper so that you can continue to follow through set those goals and set goals in things that you want to be doing and that are the closest to your highest purpose that you think you are are able to reach um do things that make you happy and give you pleasure and laugh it's really important to be laughing um, and releasing all of any all of any of that residual shit that's still sitting there for you face it and let it go um yeah we have the full moon coming up in libra on march 28th um and we're starting aries season right away here so buckle up you guys try not to white knuckle it too far through this and yeah it's going to be a lot of fun experiences in the next couple weeks so thank you guys so much for tuning in today with me i know it was a fucking hell of a ride so i appreciate y'all for sticking around if you even have made it this far thank you i love you let me send you free stuff um yeah if you wanted to give me any reviews or like i don't know hate mail whatever you want to do that's cool i want to hear it i might cry but i want to hear it um, you can also give me lovely, happy reviews if that's something you would like to do um, or download. You can email me at thecosmicqueer at gmail.com or find me on Instagram. One day I will post something there, I promise. Um, all my links are going to be posted in the show notes below. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for hanging on for the ride of my life on this fucking episode with these fucking dogs. So I appreciate you so much. Have a great weekend. Have a great next week. I wish you all the abundance and love that could possibly come your way. And uh, yeah, here's some free Reiki if you would like it. Have a great rest of your day, guys. I love you. Bye.